0: Today we're going to look at why God's Word, the Bible, really matters. I'm going to start out by saying a few things about the Word of God. You know, the Bible, God's Holy Word, it is the most read book throughout the world. It's the most famous book ever to be published. In fact, in just the past 50 years alone, the Bible has sold over 3.9 billion copies. But but this next part is the part that, that, that really baffles me and blows my mind. Presently... The Bible's translation is currently happening in 2,846 languages. 2,846 languages, languages in 157 countries. So I want you to write that down 2,846 languages. 2,846 languages and 157 countries. I would say that the Word of God's made it some places. See, most books might, might be popular for a moment. Most books might um, uh, be read by a few people, maybe even a real a million people or so. But, but you can't count the volumes of people, the billions of people that have read the Word of God, who reverence the Word of God. Listen, the Bible, it is a collective book inspired by God with many different teachings and revelations. The Bible reveals to us who God is, and it reveals to us who his son Jesus Christ is, why he came, how he can change our lives. In fact, listen, every time we come together for worship, just so you know, it is God's word that guides what songs we would sing and what things we would preach. Because if it doesn't align with the God's word, it doesn't align with God. And since worship's all about him, we have to go to the book. God's Word is divided into the Old and the New Testament, from Genesis to Revelation. There there are prayers, there's there's hymns, there's historical accounts, there's parables, uh, there's prophecies, uh, many things that that were told thousands of years ago, but but yet they are happening now. And there are many more stories in the Bible. But here's what I want you to write down before we even get into this message. Everything written in the Bible has value and purpose. Everything in the Word has value and purpose purpose. Why? Because it comes from God. What separates, though, the Bible from all other books? Again, I could stop right there and say, well, hey, it's God's book. Okay? It's God's book. Through and through, it's God's book. But I want to share with you seven big reasons that God has revealed to me of why you're going to want to lean in a little bit more to God's Word, and you're going to want to study it, read it, meditate on it a whole lot more. Let me share these seven things with you today. First of all, you need to know that God's word is flawless truth. God's word is flawless truth. What does that mean? Perfect. There is no error. There may be misunderstanding on our part, but listen, there is no error. God's word is flawless because God's perfect and God's the author. You know, anytime you read a book that was written by, by man, um, I mean, I've actually worked on stuff that I, that I plan one day to, to publish. It doesn't matter who puts the book out you don't necessarily know if it's fiction or nonfiction. You don't know if everything in it is true or false. And, and you know what's sad is oftentimes people will read the news and they'll read other people's books and believe it, but they don't believe God's book. That has more documented proof to, to show that it's legit and it's worthy of listening to, and yet we, we read every other book under the sun. Listen, when you open up the pages of Scripture, you can be sure that every word is perfect, it is true, it is right, it is going to tell you what you need to know. Maybe not everything you want to know, but everything you need to know. Psalm 1830 says, As for God, His way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in Him. Listen, part of God of trusting God, is is trusting in His Word. You cannot tell me that you're trusting God if you aren't trusting in His Word. That's like saying I have faith, but yet you aren't living by faith. Listen, being a a sold-out Christian is not about having more confidence in yourself, but confidence in your Savior. It's not about um, feeling like you know it all, but knowing He knows it all. And so you're coming to him saying, God, you know what? I believe that your word is absolute truth. Here's here's where God's word separates itself from anybody else's word. In today's world, everything's about, is it relevant? Is it with the times? So it's all relevant, circumstantial truth. But God's truth is absolute truth that does not change. And it is true no matter what situation you are or not in. Anytime you open up God's word, you are reading truth you can depend on. It is stuff you can take to the bank. Anytime God tells us in His word something, you can trust it. You can be sure of it. That's why you want to go to His word, because it's truth. Psalm 33:4 says, For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all He does. Proverbs 35 says, Every word of God is flawless. But the second thing is this, God's word is eternal truth. This is when all of a sudden this, this truth of God takes another leap. Because the truth of God is not just earthly truth, it is eternal truth. It's been said that the Bible stands, the, the Bible, if you use the acrostic, B-I-B-L-E, it stands for Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. You see, God's word doesn't just tell us things that matter in this life. It tells us things that will matter in the next life and in eternity that that, that should matter now and should matter as we aim forward. Psalm 119, 160 says, All your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. I want you to hear this part. Generations may change. worldviews may come and go. But God's word will prove to be true both now, tomorrow, and for all of eternity. No one else can give you that promise. Isaiah 48 says, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. You know, we live in a day and time where everybody's like, man, who can you believe? What can you believe? You can believe God and you can believe the word of God. And the moment that you get to that point, listen, the moment you get to that decisive point to where you decide that you're going to put more confidence in your God, not just your gut and you're going to put more confidence in God's word than anything else, that's when your life is all of a sudden going to feel like it's it's a lot more rock solid. It's a lot more sure. Listen, you can't be sure about anybody and anything around you, but you can be sure about the word of God. Listen, when you seek to follow God's word, guess what you're doing? You're seeking to follow God. You're saying, God, I'm I'm going to to, to, to my owner's manual. I'm going to the one who created me, and I'm going to read why he created me how he wants me to conduct myself, how he wants me to handle certain things in life. Listen, when you seek to live by God's word, you are seeking to live by the truth that will never change, never fail you, and will be rewarded. Those who are obedient, the Bible's very clear about it, you will be rewarded, not always this side of heaven, but for sure in heaven. Matthew 24, 35 says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But thirdly, God's Word, it is powerful truth. It is powerful truth. Michelle, you'll remember this stuff, because um, she used to work at the same camp years ago. I used to work at a Christian camp, and, and, um, and, and it, this was my first summer. I was fresh out of high school, and um, I was excited about what we were going to be doing until Monday morning rolled around, and they started handing out weed eaters. Okay? I was like, man, y'all about to start me. I've never spoken in tongues in my life, but I was just thinking how I could. Um, and so, um, I had not done a whole lot of weed eating prior to that. I had pulled weeds, but I hadn't done a whole lot of weeding. And so, I'm over around this lake, weed eating, and, um, some of the places, the, the weeds look pretty high, so I was, I was doing whatever I was doing to cut weeds, and, and while I'm cutting these weeds, um, according to a friend of mine who was looking at me, I look like Darth Vader in a sword fight, okay? I was literally trying to cut the weeds, okay? I guess I was trying to kill him. uh, and he's like, listen, you 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 don't need to cut for the weed eater just let the weed eater cut. So I just started placing the weed eater right down, and sure enough, that booger cuts. Listen, sometimes we think we have to put words in God's mouth. God has a voice, and His word is powerful. You 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 might underestimate this: the power of of of, of a scripture that you read, the power of a scripture that you post on social media, the power of 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 you. Um, just looking into God's Word even when you're in the midst of great adversity because the Word of God has power. Listen, it can cut into your mind, it can cut into your heart, and it can get up in your soul. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God, it is alive and it is powerful. It is sharper than than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Do you know why some people don't want to come to church and they don't want to see their Bible? Because it exposes them. See, you don't want to be a part of something that you're not trying to align with. I completely understand what culture... In fact, I respect it. I actually respect people who know where they stand and don't try to pretend like they stand somewhere else. Okay, I get way more upset with Christianettes with sermonettes, but don't have any life living it. You know, when you look at the Word of God, you can't listen. You can't read it and not be changed. Your perspective can change. Your your goals change. Your priorities change. Your spirit can change. Because, listen, you might not agree with the Word of God, but you can't stop the Word of God. You may reject the Word of God, but it can penetrate deep into your heart. There can be things that God led me to say to you today that you're like, listen, I don't even care what that preacher's saying, and God's going to bring it up to you tomorrow. It may just be one verse. How many of you know what I mean about you, you read a verse here or there, you didn't even have it memorized, but the moment, the moment you were dealing with something, that verse came to heart. It came to heart. You're like, well, I guess I better trust in that, Lord. I guess I better not be anxious about anything. Be prayerful about everything and and it just again, when you know the word, listen, when you know the word of God, you can know the will of God. And we'll get into that more here in a moment. Look at what Isaiah 55:11 says. In the Good News Translation, it says, "The word that I speak, it will not fail to do what I plan for it. It will do everything I send it to do." One of the things I've had to learn as a pastor is that I don't have to play the Holy Spirit and I do not have to put words in God's mouth. All I need to do is show up, let the Holy Spirit lead, and let God's word be clear. Because, He, listen, do you know how the scripture says we're to worship? He says, my worshipers will worship me in spirit and in truth. You can't come in here with just emotionalism. you got to come in here. If you you want to leave out different than you came in, you don't walk in saying, I would like to just have a good worship service. That's not why I came. I, I, I wanted us to come, and I want our lives to be changed. I mean, in fact, just so you know, it's just like any teacher. Teacher gets the most out of a lesson, by the way. By the time I, and for those of you that might come to 915, by the time I get to 11 o'clock service, unless I'm just really dragging, I mean, I don't get the hillbillies coming out of me because this stuff just gets all up in my business. Okay? I thought this was a boring service until God was like, listen, I didn't ask you to weed eat. I told you I'm the weed eater. I didn't ask you to to, to make this uh, have power. Listen, my words have power. Listen, God's word has the power to lead you to faith, to lift your faith. And if you respond to the word and the gospel, it could save your soul. James 1, 21 through 23, it says, So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. And here's the part you need to hear. It says, Humbly accept the word of God that has been planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. Listen, you will never receive anything when you're too prideful to accept it. You can't come to God but one way, and that is, that is humble, open. So you, you, listen, God can't have space in your life when you don't make space. You, gotta, you have to literally give up stuff to, to replace that with stuff. Uh, that's constantly what God's doing with me. I remember telling my mom one time, as that just as a pastor, how God's just sort of been crafting some different things with me, and and I told her probably five, six years ago. I said, "Mama, I said if I keep doing it the way God's trying to tell me all, I mean, it ain't gonna be nothing left of me when He's finished." And then I was like, well, "That is the point. We must decrease so that He might increase. It's not. It's, listen, it's not about me getting my way." See, sometimes people just want a piece of Scripture so they can get on on their way. Others want Scripture so they can go God's way. It's totally different. Verse 22 says, But don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the Word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in the mirror. Other translations say, it is like looking in the mirror and then you forget what you look like. Listen, when you look into the Word of God, you see exactly who you are or who you're not. You see, you, you can find your need for God whenever you realize you're a sinner. You, 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 you look in the mirror of God's word and you need to do that often because that word, it can change you. It can renew your mind, your heart, and change the course of your life. And by the way, it'll never change your life just by knowledge. I know people who know way more scripture than I know. But they practice a lot less scripture than I, than I practice. See, I mean, sometimes all you need is a half a dozen, and you, you can stay busy the rest of your life just trying to apply those. I mean, think about it. Think about the, the scripture that says, you know, you're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Do you ever arrive? You never arrive. You, you, you continue to say, okay, God, this is what you want me to do. You know, you know by the way, stuff like that, for instance, how does that change somebody? instantly you hear, okay, I'm supposed to, the greatest commandment is to love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. That should be my top priority. Not just today, every day. Monday morning, I should care just as much about God's will as I do Sunday morning. Monday morning, I should be just as much seeking God's will, God's word, so that I can continue to evolve into who He wants me to be. Listen, you're not just supposed to listen to the Word and study the Word and, and talk about the Word. It does not make a difference until you apply it. You have to believe it and you have to apply it. But number four, God's Word is equipping truth. God's Word is equipping truth. I'm going to spare you the long detail and rant that I got into at the first service about Little Debbie's. But I'm not going to omit talking a little bit about Little Debbie's. So last night, I was getting one of those um, oatmeal pies. And I've been telling my wife about this crisis a lot lately. The fact that they they cost more, but they're smaller. And so you have to eat two to have one. (laughs) And I could hear her. She's in the other living room, and I'm in the kitchen. talking about, and don't get two, I'm thinking. You're so far behind, I done had two of those, and I'm starting on a zebra cake. Okay? In fact, out of my, out of my conviction, I handed, um, I handed Asher one of the zebra cakes, not because I wanted to. That's my 12-year-old. I handed him the other zebra cake, and he's like, Thanks, Daddy, for thinking about me. I'm going, I ain't thinking about you, son. I got to get this evidence out of my hand and keep walking and swallow as fast as I possibly can. Because the, really, the, the deeper point is this. She likes to say, I got those for the children. I said, and I accept. Okay? Lord bless us with the little Debbie cakes. I got to that for a reason. Because when we got to this one, that God's word is equipping truth, it's, it's the center of the little Debbie. It's the thing that should drive you most to get to God's word. Because I don't know about you, but I need instructions on how to live, on how to on how to be a better man, on how to be a better spouse, on how to be a better parent, on how to be a better friend, on how to be all that God would have me to be in this world. Okay, I I I don't I don't I can't see it all, but He can. And fortunately, listen, God has given us His Word, and I want you to write this down. The Word says that He thoroughly equips us. Okay, doesn't sorta equip you? Thoroughly equips you. Second Timothy 3, 16 and seventeen says all Scripture is God breathed. Other translations say God inspired and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Some of you may be like myself. You've gone to school. Um, Most people don't find it hard to believe that I have a master's degree considering how dumb I am. But, but let me tell you why, why I went to school. is because I knew that if I, if I was going to try to lead others, I needed to be as equipped as I could possibly be. And what you learn, though, when you go to seminary, is I remember one of my professors saying, he said, we're not here to teach you everything there is to know. We're here to help you d- discover how to be a lifelong learner. Okay? We're always learning. We're always, um, you know, some things you can't learn but by experience. In some things, in God's Word, He can't really get it into your heart until you're facing situations enough and you run in enough walls and you get tired of doing it your way. Listen, there's two kinds of people in this room and anywhere else. There's those who follow their gut and there's those who follow their God. There are those who believe the Word on the street and there are those who obey the Word of the Word of God. Jesus said that the only people that are wise are those who build their lives on the rock of God's word. Matthew 7:24. Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, then here's the response, and puts them into practice, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Let me tell you something. Since I'm from the southeast, I can say it. And I'm from South Carolina. Um, and y'all hear me talking all, all the time about all I'm dealing with is hillbilly deluxe pickup trucks. Well, one thing that's different in the southeast, I know this because I, I was just with a bunch of pastors from all over the country uh, for a couple of days, and, and about 14, 15 of us, I mean, literally, like, like we, were, we were bunking buddies. Um, some might have felt like they were too close. They were like, man, I want my mama. And, and, but we're all together, and, and I mean, five or six of them were from New York, a couple were from Indiana, Ohio, Michigan. And, um, and, and I just realized when I was talking to them, they've got their challenges and their places, but the problem here in the Southeast is everybody, Wants to say they know Jesus, and yet we all know, sitting in this room, most everybody ain't living for Jesus. Oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I go to church. Listen, I take that about as far as you can throw it. By the way, if I'm talking to somebody and I wanna, and I feel led to 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 ask them um, about, um, uh, you know, joining us here at Refuge Church, because I'm never that's just never my agenda. I never have an agenda to be honest with you um and and I want people to always know that and so I'll be with some people and 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 I know that I have to try to wiggle my way through um so that they hopefully don't lie to me okay so I'll say stuff like hey you know what um uh you go to church well not like I used to and I I'm like well so so are you you know, do you faithfully go anywhere, or do you sometimes go anywhere? And they might say this, they might say that, and normally I just am able to find the majority are like a fish out of water, okay? That's why we started Refuge Church, just so you know. We want to change the statistic. We, the 30 out of 39,000 in this county that don't go to church anywhere, okay? 30 out of 39,000 go to church nowhere. That's absolute hardcore statistics. In fact, the number is actually higher than that we want to change that. We want to change the way people think about church. We want to think, change the way people think about um, us. We want to think, change the way people um, perceive the Word of God and, and the life that He has uh, for them. Listen, the only way we do that is, is we just keep loving on people and we keep lead, leading them to the Word. But listen, sometimes you got to live it. you got to live it. you got to live it before them. You, you, and we talked about just the other week, you know, you might be the only Jesus um, some people see. Um, but, but, but listen, you, you may be the only word they hear. You, you may be the mouthpiece that God uses. In fact, I want to challenge some of you. I mean, I didn't share this in the first service. I just challenge you. Um, who, who are you looking at and saying, hey, God, I'll, I'll reach out to that one. I'll reach out to that one because we, we listen, you, you hear me say this often. We didn't start this church so we could just gather for worship. We can do that a lot of places. We, we started this church so we could be the church to the community. I, I'm not interested in a club. I'm interested in a mission where we keep saying, hey, who in my family needs to be reached? Who in my friend base needs to be reached? Who among my neighbors? I'm challenging you right now. I'm asking you, listen, get back because the word tells us, hey, as soon as you know, he calls you to go. He calls you to go, and, 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 and that's another message coming up, by the way. I can already feel it brewing, Trey, so we'll talk about that later. But I want you to hear me when I'm saying that. Who are you trying to love, lift, and lead to Jesus? Because you completely, you, if you just pull out the parts of God's word that you say, well, that's just for me, and that's just for me. No, there's a lot of things God gives us, not just for, for me, but for we. There's a lot of things God gives us that he wants to use that to help other people find that. And I'm sorry I went from Little Debbie's to that. I want to look at number five here, why God's Word matters so much. God's Word is guiding light. Now, some people admitted this to me earlier um, because I didn't know soap operas were still a thing, but I normally can rely on the ladies to let me know that they are. Um, I was very sad to hear that the guiding light is no longer being Uh, shown. And for anybody wondering what in the world a so proper guiding light is, you didn't miss anything. It's just, it, it didn't add anything to your life, but it did capture some people's attention. But I want you to let this capture your attention. And that is that the word of God is a guiding light. Like no other thing you have, God's word can shed light on the darkness. I don't care what's your problem. I don't care what's your struggle. I don't care what's your perspective. I don't care what you see in front of you. The word of God, listen, can give you light when you have no light. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word, it is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my." path sometimes in life we're 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 having to roam around like we would through a very dark set of woods with a little flashlight we're like man god all you're showing me is the next foot in front of me i need to see all the snakes and and anything else that that might be there but i want you to understand if you'll seek god with all your heart you'll find him if you seek his word he will shed light on things that otherwise you would not have seen you would have missed Listen, the more you come to understand God's word, I want you to write this down if you didn't earlier. The more you understand God's word, the more you can understand God's will. You cannot know God's will apart from God's word. And one of the main reasons why I can quickly discern, typically, if I'm dealing with people on, on certain things that would be God's will for their life is because I'm using the filter of God's word. And I'm saying, well, well I know what God's word says about it. And by the way, the moment that you're doing something, did you say, well, listen, I know that's against the word of God. Then that just lets you know everything you needed to know. That lets you or me know that we're out of the will of God. We're out of the will of God. And, and, and by the way, I try to let God into every crack and corner of my life. Every crack and corner. I say this for, for some guys even. Listen, I, 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 even have, I don't even allow myself to just roam on anything on, on, on my phone or Internet. I don't give myself that privilege. I, I put up every level of accountability, fellas, just to stay clean and, and close to God. Because listen to me, the power doesn't come in me. The power comes in him. And the closer I get to him, the more I experience of him and the more I can be on fire for him. Just like when I, when I sit here and preach to you, what you got to understand that I get surprised by every time is, is I spend a lot of my time, a lot of my time leaning in and trying to, trying to discover what God wants to be shared here or what God wants me to do with this or that. And listen, sometimes you don't see it in that moment. You hear me? Sometimes you don't see in the moment what in the world you should do, but you you lean into God's word and God gives you just enough light to take the next right step. Psalm 119, 130 says, the teaching of your word, it gives life, light. Gives life too, but it gives light. So even the simple can understand. Listen, God's word doesn't just guide us to good paths, but God's word sends us the best direction. Yeah, you may have plenty of options. You say, well, this isn't so bad, and that's not so bad. Listen, let me tell you something that I definitely have learned in almost 30 years of ministry and, and truly walking with the Lord. I don't want nothing less than his best. If he told me to leave tomorrow, like I said, you'll get a two-week notice. I'm not planning on leaving. I see long-term vision and stuff here, and it's not for me to figure it all out. I got more question marks than I got exclamation marks. Anybody else leaving like that? I got more questions than a hillbilly could come up with. But I got a lot of exclamation marks like this. I'm like, God, what you want me to do right now? Sometimes he tells me what I'm I'm to do. Sometimes he's like, listen, just sit still. Keep doing what I told you to do, and I'll show you the next right step when it's time. Listen, you can't be all God created you to be, period, without letting the guiding light of his word guide your steps. You could be be having all the right intentions. You could start out today and even Monday saying, hey, I'm going to let the Word of God and the Spirit of God lead my life. But if the next day you choose not to let the Word of God and the Spirit of God lead your life, you're going to find yourself off course. It happens to us all. Listen, oftentimes, what do we do? We we start um, working for God instead of walking with God. See, I've learned to do the opposite. I'm like, God, I know that if I walk with you, you'll work through me. he's He's just letting me be a part of the ride. Isaiah 48, 17 says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. Listen, God's Word guides us to truth, the truth about God, the truth about Jesus, the truth about ourselves, the truth about um, this world, the truth about eternity. I've done, a, uh, I've, I've done a funeral every week for the last four weeks, and, and it might sound sick to you, but, but um, I never am happy for, for people to, to have to have a, a, a funeral, but um, uh, I know it's a tremendous opportunity to bring light when someone just feels like they are smothered in darkness. And when someone feels smothered in in darkness, they need light. Maybe that's where you are today. I want you to hear me when I say this. Um, How many of you, um, just ask yourself this, you don't have to raise your hand, um, you feel like God has spoken to you before? How many of you, you feel like, well, God's never spoken to me, man, you'll have to show me this or that. Um, If you've ever heard a scripture or read a scripture, God's spoken to you. Because the word of God is the voice of God. And that's what brings me to number six. God's word is, is spiritual nourishment. God's word is spiritual nourishment. Now, how many of you had breakfast today? How many of you waited till you got here so you could eat some in the hospitality area? That's what I do sometimes. Um, listen, you could have physical nourishment but you also need spiritual nourishment. If I was to say the greatest thing that is plaguing many Christians is many people are spiritually malnourished. Some may go to church. Some may give an offering. Some may have all the best of intentions. But listen, anytime you're not daily reading, meditating on, and digesting God's Word, you will begin to feel faint, You will will begin to wonder, because that's what we do in our flesh. You will begin to feel more helpless. You will begin to feel more hopeless. Listen, God's Word is meant to be a part of our our daily diet. Just like the air we breathe and the, the food we eat matters so much. Listen, a daily diet of God's Word is necessary if we're to live spiritually nourished. If our faith is to be encouraged, if, our, if our, our focus is to be right, and our spirit is to be at peace, we need the nourishment of the Word of God. Uh, maybe some of you remember this. I, I know that my mom, um, she, had, um, she had one of those bread of life uh, um, things. It was, just, it was just like a, uh, it just looked like a piece of bread, it would be sitting on a table, and, and you could reach into that bread of life, and there was a scripture for each day. And that's what I came from was 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 being able to to learn from my mom very early on that we all need the bread of life. We all need the bread of life. And y'all just y'all just focus with me. Listen, there's always challenges. There's always you know you know what I try to do with all of you a lot. Just continue to pray that God will focus you. Continue to to pray that you'll you'll hear this bread of life. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus says, the scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The mouth of God words is God's voice, God's word. 1 Peter 2, 2 says, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment. Now I'm going to give you a picture in your mind that you might not want to have most Christians even those who've been in a church for years are still sitting in the pews in spiritual diapers just 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 a bunch of diaper babies okay and I say that because we can't grow up no matter how old we get unless we're looking to the word leaning on the word and applying the word if I was to tell any young believer, how do you grow into experiencing God and walking with God, it would be the more you learn God's word, the more you obey God's word, the more you trust God's word, the more your life will become who God would have it to be. Listen, the more your soul is refreshed. How many of you, 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 you want to be refreshed? Scripture says in Psalm nineteen seven, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. I want you to make a goal of this with me. That hey, try to. I, I try to do this a lot of times on my U version app. Try to tell yourself, hey, before I take a step, I'm gonna try to read one scripture, one scripture that gives me that gives me life, one one scripture that can refresh my soul, one scripture that can lift me up in the midst of maybe feeling down. You may have heard about a man named Job. He's got an entire book in the Bible written about him. And Job, listen, he he dealt with every imaginable loss and devastation and trial and heartache that you could ever face. And yet he did something that few do. He continued to stay steady on obeying and believing and trusting in God's Word. He did not depart from God's Word. Instead, he allowed God's Word, before he could even see breakthrough. To be his daily food, look at Job 23:12. It says, "I have not departed from his commands, but have treasured his words more than daily food." I can tell you right now, from my own experience, when I went in a three-year spout of, of 250 medical uh, activities mixed with three surgeries. And, and, and was just down and, and feeling down most of the time. You know, you, you know, sometimes you're trying to stay positive when you feel real, real down. And, and I was just waiting on a breakthrough and waiting on a breakthrough. I mean, really, it was about a four-year wait. And, and what, I, what I did was, um, uh, when I first did my first 40-day w- faith walk, is, is I just had a scripture a day that I meditated upon. And I, I just chose to believe it before I s- could see it. And listen, I might, I might be limited in certain things and, and, and pretty much usually sitting down always to preach and stuff because of certain challenges. But let me tell you, I'm 75% better than I was all the way back in 2019. And the only thing I did was wait. I kept doing what I could. I kept listening to God's word. I kept leaning in on him. I kept trusting and believing because all of us know this. It's hard to believe whenever you feel like everything is falling apart. But I kept saying, God, I know at the end of the day you're greater than this. I know at the end of the day you're going to use this. I know at the end of the day you have plans not to harm me but plans to give me hope in a future. And whoa, sure enough he did. Uh, listen, I can sit here and tell you this. I'm experiencing in my life breakthroughs across the board that I never experienced in all of my life. And I can, I can resonate with, with Job uh, when in, I think it's Job uh, 42, 12 or so, and, and, he, and uh, 42, 12 or 10, one of those. And it says um, that the latter part of Job's life was greater than the first. Listen, I'm looking forward to the, to the rest. Uh, all I'm trying to do now, whether i got one year, five years, 30 years, is finish faithful. I feel like I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the sweet spot because what I've, what I've learned through the fire is that no matter what, me and God can make it through. You know how sometimes in your mind you, you, you start getting devastated if you even start thinking about the possibilities of things? Listen, just as you didn't think you could make it through the things that you have gone through, He will take you through the things you will go through. It's no use to worry about them. You know, you know. Scripture says this shows you how the Word of God helps. It's like, listen, who by worrying could add a single hour to his life? And so, if if worry can't change a thing like that, why worry? I mean, do do you see how the Scripture all of a sudden becomes alive? It becomes powerful. It becomes applicable. You've got to hold on to God's Word sometimes in times where you can't see. Um, you can't see the forest or the trees. You just can't see. Last but not least, God's word matters because of this. Number seven, God's word is living hope. God's word is living hope. You know, sometimes we find ourselves in a season that we can barely hang on. I guarantee you most of you can identify with that. I know I can, and I've been in those. And in those times, we get tired enough, we get discouraged enough, and we, we feel helpless enough, we want to give up. And yet the scripture comes along and says, listen, um, uh, don't, don't give up. You know, if, if you'll continue on, uh, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. Sometimes the waiting is the hardest thing that we do. But, but don't look at it as I'm just waiting. It's your trusting. You're trusting in God. You're trusting in his word. And God's word, listen, God's word, every time you breathe it in and believe it, it is giving you hope. It gives you hope for everything. Romans 15, 4 says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the Scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. There is no one in the Bible, even if it sounds the most terrible story, that we cannot learn from it. I remember telling my dad one time, I said, Dad, I want you to know I didn't just learn from all the things you did right. I even learned from the things you did wrong. And I said, I mean that in sincerity. I said, doesn't, doesn't every parent want their child to, to, to experience even better than them? I said, I want you to know that even the stuff that you might want to apologize about, same thing I would feel in my life with my kids or things I would want to apologize about, I love the fact that God can use it no matter what. He's like, man, I, I'm the best recycler on the planet. I can work all things to, to the good of those who love me and are called according to my purpose for them. The problem for people is everybody wants the blessing, but they don't want to take the broken road. Everybody wants the blessing of God, but they don't want to get aligned in the will of God. Listen, it's in the will of God that all of a sudden you have the hope of God. Let me me tell you just something I do in my life. If I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, being who I'm meant to be, doing what I'm meant to do, I have great hope in that. When I show up here, I don't come in here confident in me. I come in here confident going, hey, I'm meant to be at Refuge Church. I'm meant to be here today. You're meant to be here today. Okay, let's just let God show up. The Scripture says in Psalm 119, 114, it says, You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. Scripture is crying out and telling us, listen, the word of God is the most precious thing we have. I don't know about you, but if I've I've chose if I you know sometimes I have to choose between what I think, what others think, or what God thinks, and I've decided to do what I really was blessed again to see both my parents do. My daddy would say, "Listen, I ain't got no friend, family, or foe. I just want God's will." My daddy didn't. I mean, that's just something I always remember. He did not care what relationship you had with him. He was standing on the truth, even if everybody else was standing over there. And listen, folks, sometimes you have to do that, by the way. you got to stand on the truth. Listen, don't compromise the truth for anything and anybody. Don't compromise the truth. At the same time, don't, don't be telling them what a preacher said, that's a sin, and the preacher said, that's not how we do things around here. You love people, by the way. Love people, period but I'm just stating to you that we need to make sure as Christians that we are standing on the Word of God. Listen, God's Word is worth reading. It's worth studying. It's worth obeying. It's worth meditating on because every, every word, I want you to think of it this way. Don't, don't look at your, reading the Word of God or reading that Scripture each day as something, again, that you have to, but look at it this way. I get to. Sometimes I'll get into Scripture, and if I'm real hungry, and if I'm really in need of hearing about certain things, I just keep reading. Sometimes I just want a bite, and sometimes I need a whole whole pack of little Debbie's. You will find, listen, when you're seeing that word as hope, you're not seeing it as something against you. You're now seeing it as something God has for you. Psalm 130 verse 5 says, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. How many of you today, you truly want to find God's peace? How many of you truly want to discover God's best plans for your life? How many of you truly want to experience, listen to this part, the, the happiness that God has for you in your life? I want to tell you this right now, you cannot have happiness without having hope. I've been with people who have been filthy rich, had everything that you could imagine, and were the most miserable people I always saw. Because, listen, if hope isn't in the building, it's not a good day. It's not not about just producing happiness. It's finding hope so that we can have happiness. Psalm 119, verse 35 says, keep me obedient. Listen to the scriptures, the good news translation. I love how it says it. says, keep me obedient to your commandments because in them I find happiness. In them I find happiness. Will you bow your heads with me today? Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I pray that that I have um, communicated your message the way that you wanted it communicated, God. I pray that each heart would receive this word from you. I pray that, Lord, it would not just be words that we, we, we um, acknowledge, but words that we believe, words that we choose to obey, Lord, hope that we choose to rely on. God, we thank you for your flawless, absolute truth. Lord, that, that sheds light on both this life and the life to come. Lord, Lord, we thank you for the power of your word that leads us to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, that gives us reasons to hope no matter what we face today or tomorrow. God, I pray for each person listening to me right now. I pray that you would give them your peace. You would give them your strength. And you would direct their steps. I pray that they would allow you to completely guide their steps. Lord, Lord, I pray they would realize, Lord, you don't just want to be their guiding light. But you want to guide them to hope. For you know the plans you have for them. Plans not to harm them, but plans to give them hope and a future. Lord God, may we respond to you in whatever way that you're leading us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand, please? This altar's open. You can come as you are.